You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 255. And it's one of our world famous revisited episodes. Someone suggested we call these remastered episodes. And I was like, that's fucking genius. But then I thought people are going to see Super Mario Bros. 3 remastered and get mad at me when they find out it's not real. So, uh, But these are our revisited episodes episodes where we take another look at a game we covered way back five years ago in the infant days of remember the game when we had even less of an idea of what we were doing than we do now we do this every couple of months and uh, this time around we're taking another peek at the game we covered back on remember the game number 16 super mario brothers 3 have you heard of it uh, it's cult classic. It's pretty good. I feel like you could almost do a weekly podcast just about Mario 3. Cover all the lands, the enemies, the power-ups, dive into the lore of the Koopa Kids. Remember the Koopa Kids before shitty Bowser Jr. fucking ruined everything? I love this game. You probably love this game. We all love this game. And I'm pretty stoked to take another look at it. I was just replaying it. Uh, I did a full playthrough of the GBA version on my Nintendo Switch to get ready for this episode and to check out the e-reader levels people have been talking about. And I gotta say, 
I think that's the definitive way to play Super Mario Brothers 3. Like, I love the original NES version. I love the Mario All-Stars version. But the GBA version is just perfected perfection. It's fucking wild. I'll get more into why I think you should try it on the show, but fuck me. What a great port. Uh, like, I've probably played through Super Mario Brothers 3 a hundred times. Uh, there's a full playthrough of it over on our YouTube channel. If you're interested in checking that out, youtube.com slash remember the game. And uh, you don't have to ask me twice to sit down and talk about one of my favorite games from one of my favorite consoles from one of my favorite franchises ever. Uh, and the same thing applies to my good friend, the gentleman of Remember the Game and co-host of the Quantum Kickflip podcast, my boy David Ray. And this works out great because if you don't know, David made his Remember the Game debut back on episode 5 when we talked Mega Man 2. Since then, he's been on the show dozens of times. He's kind of my go-to NES guest, but he's done episodes about Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 2, and Lost Levels. So it just seems so fitting and perfect that the man gets to wrap up the NES Mario series with a Mario 3 podcast and holy hell in a handbasket and am I fucking excited about this episode and we'll get there in just a minute because speaking of being excited is all hell it's time for another edition of the remember the game infamous intro I know not all of of you are as excited as I am, but listen, all right, if you're new to the podcast, welcome, consider this your warning, our intros are long, but they are fun, they're arguably more fun than Pipe Land, which are Plant Land, whatever the fuck, number seven, it is the worst land in Mario 3, Uh, but seriously, if you just want to listen to Mario 3 talk, you want to skip the intro, go about 30 minutes up the road and you'll be good, but listen, we talk video games and shit, it's good times, I do have to do my plugs, but I only do them once, then they're done, I gotta do it, it's how I keep the bills on, it's how I get my gold coins, as it were, Uh, we have merchandise, hoodies, t-shirts, coffee mugs, posters, all kinds of stuff rocking badass art drawn by my man Joe from 4545creative.com you can find all of our merch at rememberthegamepodcast.com if you're interested it's a superb way to support the show and of course if you don't like clothes I get it uh, I'm naked right now you can always just support us on Patreon subscriptions start at $2 a month and you can get yourself up to 4 additional shows in a week not per month four shows a week every second monday we drop purple monkey dishwasher our simpsons podcast hosted by myself and my good friend mark McHugh. every tuesday i drop the rambling idiot where i talk about my comedy career tv movies sports whatever i just feel like talking about every friday it's game patch which is my modern gaming news show where i look at the biggest stories in modern games new releases i give you sales picks etc and expansion pass goes live every thursday and that's a different gaming show each week we do rankings we the back of characters, consoles, genres. There's some like fantasy video game designing slash booking episodes. Uh, we do some comedy episodes. There's a ton of modern game reviews over there. This past week, it was expansion past 167. And I actually ended up reviewing my friend Peppa Pig. And listen, all right, the last expansion pass of each month is chosen by our patrons. And a couple of months ago, I jokingly suggested everybody play My Friend Peppa Pig. And it kind of caught on and took a me- like a life of its own. And so now uh, the, the community is telling me uh, they picked it. And they were like, hey, dumbass, you're the one that suggested this. You should play and review My Friend Peppa Pig. So I did. I played it. I reviewed it. And I actually think there's turned out to be a more entertaining episode than it had any business being, quite frankly. And as is becoming tradition, here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of Expansion Pass, my My Friend Peppa Pig review slash spoiler cast. So we've solved that side quest. We've solved the mystery the mystery of the glasses. Then we go into the TV, the living room again, and we turn on the TV, and Mr. Potato is on. And uh, I will say, I would be all about a Mr. Potato spinoff. 
He's just this cool-looking potato, and I guess he's like a superpower. And Peppa Pig goes, uh, Oh my god, it's Super Potato, and he has the power of vegetables. It's like, what a... This poor kid has no friends, lives in this farm in the middle of nowhere with a crappy family, and loves a Super Potato whose power is the power of vegetables. Did not like it. Did not like it at all. So finally, I've had enough. We've done everything in this house, and we're going outside, and then Peppa Pig's like, oh, can we go visit my grandparents? And I'm thinking to myself, like, that doesn't even sound... Listen, if any grandparents are listening to this, love you. Love you. Love love grandparents. I love my grandparents. All my grandparents have passed on. I love my grandparents. When you're like four or five years old, you don't want to go to your grandparents' house. There's nothing fun to do there. So I'm like, I'm playing this game, presumably as a young child, to make friends with Peppa Pig. And this is what you're offering me as a play date to go to your grandparents' house, where they're probably just going to feed us lemon candy and put us to work. So that's now available on the archives. And this week, it's Expansion Pass 168. It's a big one. It's the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom review. And as with most of my modern game reviews, I am going to keep it spoiler free. I'll probably tack a spoiler cast on at the end of it, but you can listen to the review portion without me ruining anything for you. I know so many of you have been playing it. I'm over 70 hours deep myself, and uh, I'm really looking forward to this review, and I'm looking forward to breaking down what I consider to not only be one of the best games of 2023, but of the entire Nintendo Switch generation. And I'm trying to convince Shaylee my my fiance i'm allowed to say that now trying to convince her to come on the show she's playing it she loves it but i can't make any promises she's pretty shy i get it so we'll see but either way reviewing tears of the kingdom on expansion pass next week so again subscriptions start at two dollars a month oh wait no this week pardon me i'm recording this a week a week ago i'm recording this on june 27th but by the time this episode goes live it'll be one day until the tears of the kingdom review there there it is all right again subscriptions start at two bucks a month to get new podcasts every week instant access to hundreds of ad-free archive bonus podcasts plus access to our thousand plus member discord the chance to vote in our patreon poll every month the ability to submit comments to be read on our shows you can dm with me and even get a shout out and get to hear me mispronounce your name like i would normally do to a bunch of people but i'm recording this about three hours after i recorded last week's f-zero episode and there haven't been any new subscriptions yet so if you signed up in the last seven days you will get your shout out next week i promise i'm just yeah, I'm recording early. What the fuck? What do you want? I'm trying. Anyways, thank you all so much for all your support. Uh, Patreon.com slash remember the game. And don't forget, 5% of our Patreon income gets donated to charity at the end of every year as part of my 24-hour stream for the Stollery Children's Hospital. And we offer annual subscriptions at all of our tiers, which will save you your 12th month fees. Cha-ching. And finally, you can find me on Twitch whenever I'm on there. Twitch.tv slash remember the game. Uh, it's good times. I never bug you for subs. Just come by and hang out. I'm going to start playing Metroid Prime on there this week. So uh, come by and say uh, say hello. It should be fun. That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you by blowing in some cartridges. It is our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our patrons, usually gaming related, but not always. And we call this segment Blowing in the Cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. <laughs> Let's blow our first blower this week is Bar- Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. I'm, I'm sure I fucking destroyed that name. Uh, but Hashem said, people always ask, what three games would you take for a desert island? Let me spice it up a bit. If you go to hell, what three games is, sa- is Satan? I-, I really did see the word Saturn. I swear that's not a dig at the Sega Saturnians. Dude, look at the word Satan and Saturn. They're not very far apart. 
I really did see Saturn. What three games is Satan going to force you to play? Uh, Mario's missing for sure. That's got to be one of them. I fuck, I hate that game. I know a lot of people are thinking I'm going to say Echo the Dolphin, but I don't think so because Echo, if I'm not trying to beat it, if I'm just swimming around like a dolphin and trying to forget the fact that I'm in hell, Echo the Dolphin's got some merit. So I'm not going to say Echo. Uh, and Mario's missing. You know what? <laughs> my friend Peppa Pig is on that fucking list. That game will haunt me for the rest of my days. Uh, those trophies are going to stink up my PlayStation profile forever. And then I'll say my third game is a, is a broken slash edited version of Tetris with no straight lines. Oh my God. That fucking sounds like hell. They'll, and the controller is broken and doesn't always work, but mostly there's no lines. That That's the three. That does sound like hell. Fuck me. So you like Tetris, do you? Anyways, shout out to against that reference. Uh, it's the kid wrote in and said, all right, Adam, you've got to assemble your own video game Avengers. You get four slots. It can only be the good guys. Any series you choose, but the caveat is the team you assemble has to take on Bowser and Shredder with goons included. Who's your team and why? So I thought about this. I, Mario for sure, because Mario's Captain America, right? We all agree. That's Mario. Uh, Kratos from God of War. That's our Hulk. Uh, we've got a Kratos. Uh, Master Chief is going to take the role of Thor because I just think Master Chief is fucking awesome. And then my personal favorite Avenger is Iron Man. And probably my favorite video game character is another man that walks around in a suit of armor, even though he's, he's a robot, so he has to be in the armor. And that's Mega Man. So Mario, Kratos, uh, Master Chief, and Mega Man. That's a fucking deadly fucking team right there. And then if I could fill in the Black Widow... And Hawkeye slots. Black Widow is going to be Samus because she's the beast. And Hawkeye, I know everyone's going to say Link, but I'm going to go with Aloy from Horizon because she's a better shot with a bow than Link is. There you go. Uh, Maya Buttreeks wrote in and said, <laughs> wrote in and said, if you could bring back anything from gaming past, what would it be? Like what I mean is things that used to be common and everyone had them could use them. What would it be? I would say it'd be a tie between demo discs and cheats. But for the podcast sake, I'm going to go with demo discs. They were great. There was always new ones available. Usually they would cost you the price of a gaming magazine. or supposed to be that way anyways. But sometimes it was hard to find a magazine that still had the demo disc with it. They took up no space on anything and no time waiting for it to download. Dude, I used to fucking get so mad when I'd go to buy a magazine and someone had opened them up and stole all the jam-packed discs. That was such horseshit. Uh, so if I could bring up something from Gaming Past. So the two things that stand out to me are either Couch Co-op or Instruction Manuals. And I know Couch Co-op still exists, but it's just... You get old and you're busy and your friends don't live near you and you never do Couch Co-op anymore. So I'm going to go with Instruction Manuals. Because I really do mean that. I would... I'd be all... Dude, I play some modern games where I need to pause it and look up the fucking controls to the games I'm playing. So I, I, I would not be opposed to that. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with instruction manuals. I think, yeah, boy, I wish we had instruction manuals again. Uh, hokey riff wrote in and said, Adam, I took your advice on rogue legacy and it instantly ate up two hours of my Saturday. Fuck. Yeah. I've been enjoying the roguelike aspect and it provides an interesting twist on the Metroidvania genre. It left me wondering, given the amount of games, this genre, have you ever done or considered a top 10 episode of Metroidvania titles after relying almost solely on Metroid and Castlevania for so long? I feel the genre has really taken off in the last decade or so. And I'd be interested to hear your take on your favorites. You know what? Hokey riff. I actually would be interested in that. I think that was on our topic poll this month. 
but it lost to the fucking My Friend Peppa Pig review, which I brought on myself. Uh, but yes, not only would I consider doing a top 10 Metroidvania episode, I would lay dollars to donuts that before Remember the Game is Dead in the Ground, we will have an expansion pass where I rank my top 10 Metroidvanias because they are excellent. By the way, just a quick shout out. If you're looking for a couple, Hollow Knight is excellent. The Guacamelee games are excellent. And the Ori games are excellent. For any of you that are interested, check those out. Triple wrote in and said, what up, Blank? I know you've never been a graphics guy, but what's a game that's coming out that is pushing the graphical limits of consoles? Personally, when I see the new Forza, it looks like real-life captures. Bonus points if you can recall a time when a retro game blew your mind graphically. Thank you, as always. Uh, you know what? Actually, I have to agree with you, Triple. As far as modern games go, I couldn't give less of a flying shit about Forza if you paid me. But I think those are the best-looking video games ever made. And uh, you can all yell at me if you want. I don't care. Those games are stunning. Fucking stunning. So I agree. I think those are some of the best graphics ever. I remember thinking Gears of War on the original Xbox 360 was pretty mind-blowing when I played it back in the day. So that one's definitely on my list. Donkey Kong Country on the Super Nintendo, which I still think looks good. I know some people think it looks like shit now. I think you look like shit. Uh, no, that's a little harsh. But I, I thought, I thought uh, Donkey Kong Country Blue was mind-blowing to me. And you know what? I maybe this is not an interest or a hot take, but I actually thought Metal Gear Solid on the PS1 was pretty. I never that was like one of the first PlayStation games I ever played after being a lifelong Nintendo kid. I was blown away by Metal Gear Solid. Blown, George. Blow, blah 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 blow. So I'll go with those. Those are my picks. I've always thought Sonic the Hedgehog on the Genesis, like the Sonic games, look really good too. But I'll go with those. Uh, Yankee Doodle Randy. Wrote in and said, Dear Aaron Banks, nice. My 20 year old high or my 20 year high school reunion is this summer. I wanted to know if you went to yours and how do you feel about the whole thing? I'm not completely sure if I'll go to mine. There's a few faces I'd like to see, but I don't want to make awkward small talk with people I don't care about. I did not go. I don't know if we have a 20 year. I think we did a 10 year reunion. I don't know if they did a 20 year one, but uh, no, I did not get an invite. I didn't go. I don't care. And it's not that I was a loser with no friends. I had like three friends. Fuck you. Uh, I just don't give a shit. Anyone from high school that I'm still interested in talking to, I still talk to you. And the rest, I could give half a fuck about going back and talking to people I didn't really like anyways. So no, uh, I did not go. I have no interest in going. And you shouldn't go either. Yankee Doodle Randy, fuck them. Fuck them all. Fuck them all. I, I don't know, go if you want, but I don't care about them. Uh, Lexi Carasquillo. I hope I said that right. I like that name. Carasquillo. Wrote in and said, I want to shout out Mark McHugh. Hands down, my favorite guest on the show. You guys have great chemistry, and it's always a pleasure to hear you guys talk about my favorite video games. Thank you, Adam. Well, that's, see, I read that because it's just nice to pump the tires of one of my guests. And I do get messages from people being like, hey, I love it when you have this person on. I love it when you have this person on. I, I get a lot of comments about the episodes of my brother, which are nice. Uh, and I just, yeah, I wanted to give a, I just, you know, I, I'll never be able to thank them all in one swoop because I'll forget names. But shout out to my regular guests. Anyone that's ever taken time to come on my show, uh, you're you you the real MVPs. So thank you. And yeah, Mark, you know, I'll never admit it to his face. Mark's a good man. I got a lot of time for Mark McHugh. And if you don't know, uh, every second Monday, Purple Monkey Dishwasher, our new Simpsons podcast, it's going over like like uh, like gang busters, ganged busters. People are loving it. Finally, before we move on from this segment, it's letter time. It's letter time. Death Mentor. That's a fucking morbid name wrote in and said hey adam what do you think would be the chances of sega trying their hands at the console market again i feel like now would be a good time for them to get back in as xbox and playstation have been slow on game releases if they came in with a strong lineup they might just get back to relevancy 
That is a fucking interesting question, Def. I mean, like, listen, my, my, my short answer is I don't think it'll ever happen. I don't think Sega's got any interest. I think console development is expensive as all shit. And I think to try it, listen, we've seen consoles like the Stadia try to break into the market and it hasn't worked. I don't, I don't think there's room for a fourth home console. I think we've got Nintendo and they've found their own little, like if you look at the gaming world right now, right? Mobile phones, people can shit on mobile games all they want. I shit on them sometimes. Mobile games are very relevant and mobile games are a fucking massive industry. And if you don't think they're at least a semi-competitor to console games, you're you're crazy. Of course, does diehard console gamers or PC gamers or whatever, mobile games are like the thing you play while you're pooping. But there are people out there that that's all they play. So mobile games are out there. Plus, obviously, those fucking PC Master Race nerds aren't going away quietly. They're spilling their ear medicine and yelling at us, but they're hanging around. So PC Master Racers aren't going anywhere. Plus, you got Xbox and PlayStation fighting it out over all of the big dogs right now, like Activision Blizzard and shit. And Nintendo is back bigger than ever and found a way to make their own niche corner of the market. I don't think Nintendo could survive right now if they weren't the hybrid console that they are with the portability. I think if they had made a home, say that they just made like a PS4, Xbox one, but a Nintendo, you know, whatever the fuck Nintendo doesn't switch or whatever the fuck they'd called their home console. I think they would have been in trouble. I think the, the hybrid system is what saved them. And I just don't, I don't see an opening for Sega anywhere. It's like the PC race, the, 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 the PC market is full. The mobile game is full. The hybrid systems are full. We got two giant home consoles and the Xbox and PlayStation battling it out. Plus they're going at it for cloud gaming and shit. Now I just, I, listen, I'd be all about it, but I just, I'd love it, but I don't think there's, I just don't think there's a way. And I don't think Sega could absorb the losses of another failed console launch. I think they're happy. They're making their arcade games or whatever the fuck it is they do. They make all kinds of games for consoles. They could sell out everything. They don't have to deal. Because, like, the general consensus is there's no money in hardware. The money is in the games and the subscriptions and the DLCs and stuff. So it's like they're, they're going to take on a, 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 an absolutely insane amount of risk to release a new console that at best is going to break even and then hopefully sell their games on it. And I just think I, – I just – if Google, you know, and I'm not saying the Google Stadia was a great idea. I do think it was before its time. But, like, Google's got more money than anybody. And Google couldn't make a new system work. I don't think Sega could. I think they're 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 happier in the third-party market. And, and, and as much as I'd like to see a new Sega system, I think they're better off there. If anything, I, w I just want a Dreamcast Mini. If we could all just make that happen, I'd be one happy camper. Good question. Death Mentor. That's an interesting discussion. Uh, that's going to do it. We're going to move on, everybody. Thank you so much for blowing in the cartridge. I appreciate it. Let's switch things up and get to our Smash It segment, the official game show of Remember the Game Industries. It is Play One, Remake One, Erase One. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week I give our patrons three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game, and the third is a race from time forever. And as always, there's no wrong answer, but there is a right one. We'll get to there just we'll get to that in just a minute. This week we're talking Super Mario Bros. 3. So I went with three of my other absolute favorite NES games of all time: Super C, The Legend of Zelda, and Mega Man 3. This one's tough. 45%, maybe it's not tough, said they play Mega Man 3, remake Zelda, and erase Super C. And I want to get livid at all of you for erasing Super C, but I genuinely love all three of these. So erasing any of them is going to suck. So fair enough. Uh, let me see what a few of you had to say here, then I'll tell you what the right answer was. Kit Stoker. 
wrote in and said, I would play Mega Man 3 because the 8-bit Mega Man games have a certain charm to them that I love. I would remake Zelda, maybe like how Link's Awakening got a facelift on the Switch. I think it would look awesome. I'm going to erase Super C because I'm not a huge Contra fan, so it was the obvious choice for me. Choking up my own rage here. I want to yell at you for not being a huge Contra fan, but your avatar picture is of Casey Jones, so you're not without taste. You just don't have all of it, so fair enough. Uh, Chronolingua said, what fresh hell is this, blank? God damn it. Play Mega Man 3. It's the first Mega Man I ever played and beat and is still my favorite out of all the 8-bit games. Remake Super C. Keep all the mechanics and controls, just reading everything and optimizing the fuck out of it. It's easy. Zelda, as much as it pains my RPG soul, could be erased. This game has been remade many times anyway. Zelda 2, Link to the Past, Ocarina of Tim, Breath of the Wild, all remakes. No more Zelda 1. And here's the hot... People always ask me this when they play play one remake one erase one for the first time if we erase a game do we erase everything that comes after it and it's we have no concrete answer you want to gamble you want to roll the dice play with fire erase zelda and find out what happens to the rest of them you'll we won't know so fair enough cornering why i like your logic uh saskatoonian said play super c because the controls are literally perfect you don't need anything more or better from this game i agree remake zelda because it could use an update to make it more playable in our decade and erase Mega Man 3 because we've got a dozen others i hate that you're right but you're right there's a lot of Mega Man. we could live without it and i love the original zelda but it could use a facelift in 2023 i agree sid fish dev Said a remake of zelda would be sweet bring it on please let link move in four directions i haven't oh. I haven't heard of Super C, so it goes. Haven't played Mega Man 3, so it'll be fun to try it in its original form. You haven't heard of Super C? Fuck. Well, you know what I hope you have heard of, Sid Fish Dev? Double secret probation. Get the fuck out of here. I haven't heard of Super C. I am choking on my own rage here now. Uh, and Arellis. Ar Arellis? I hope I said that right. So this one was brutal. Play Mega Man 3. This game stands on its own. It's one of the better games in the series. Agreed. Remake Zelda. A fresh coat of paint and some quality of life improvements would go a long way to an easy payday for Nintendo. Agreed. Erase Super C. Painful to say, but this one impacted my childhood the least, and rules are rules. I don't agree with the childhood impact, but I do agree with the fact that rules are rules. Well played. Uh, I'm actually going with 5% of you this week. I am in the vast minority. As is Frost Eye, who said, Play Super C because it smashes. Remake Mega Man in the X art style. I've never played Mega Man 3. And then erase Zelda. The hints are terrible. The controls are janky. And A Link to the Past is the better version. Although it was A plus for its time. I agree with pretty much all of that. Uh, minus the, the how you would remake Mega Man. So let me explain. I myself would play Super C... Because I love it. I can't bring myself to erase it. And I'm going to be honest, and I know this is a hot take. I don't think the Super Nintendo and the 16-bit generation did Contra any favors. It is the only Nintendo to Super Nintendo franchise where I actually prefer all the... I prefer NES to Super Nintendo. I don't particularly like Contra through the Aliens Wars. It just feels too cluttered. Super C and Contra on the NES are so tight and minimalist, and I love it. So I'm going to play Super C. I'm going to remake Mega Man 3. I would remake it like Mega Man 11. Underrated Mega Man game. Give it the modern graphics. All the sprites are big and colorful and look awesome. And I thought it would go on Mega Man X, but I'd like to see what it looks like with modern everything. So I'm going to go Mega Man 11 style. And then I'm going to reluctantly erase Zelda. On the... I'm I'm going to... I I love all three of these games. I got to gamble. I'm going to, I'm going to bank on Link to the Past still existing. As long as I know I still have Link to the Past, I can live without the original Legend of Zelda. As much as I like it, Link to the Past is better in every way. So, 
I'm sorry to Zelda. I'm erasing you, but I, I don't want to. That was hard. That was a tough one. Uh, thanks, everybody, for playing, as always. Uh, we're going to get into the Super Mario Brothers 3 talk in just a minute after I pause for a quick sip of water and possibly a word from one of our sponsors. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul-crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone, like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac and every 15 minutes on the clock they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If if you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a crash plan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Okay, normally this is where I tell you what I've been playing over the last week, but I have no idea what I've been playing over the last week because it's... A week ago when I'm recording this. I'm going to guess that I've been playing Metroid Prime, Final Fantasy 16, and AEW Fight Forever. I'm going to guess that's... And, and Space Harrier for the Genesis. Because those are the next couple episodes of the show. And I'm stoked to play AEW and Final Fantasy 16. But as of the as of Tuesday, June 27th, when I'm recording this, I'm, I'm still playing Tears of the Kingdom. So I don't fucking know. All right? Let's talk Mario 3. That's why you kids are here. As always, I like to let you nerds sound off about the game recovery before my guests and I hog the mic. We had a ton of comments this week all singing the praises of mario 3 so let's rip through a few of them and then uh and then i'll hog the microphone here charge in charge said mario 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 you know the commercial i do that was the most hype i'd ever experienced at that point in my young life when i finally got it and learned you could fly forget about it blank man i was hooked for life i do remember that fucking commercial where all the people like drew mario's head like on the globe and they were like mario mario i fucking do remember that oh Ah, you kids that weren't alive for the launch of Mario 3 don't know what you missed out on. It was insane. Princess Peachy Keen said, My favorite Mario game. I play it at least twice a year, and it's the first retro Mario game I beat. I remember my dad teaching me all the tricks, like finding the hidden blocks, and it was so much fun learning it with them. I still have all of those spots memorized. Yeah, up until uh, World... F uh Kind of World 5, which is the Skyland. Definitely World 6, with the which is Iceland. I know Worlds 1 through 4, like the back of my hand. And then I would always get stuck on Skyland as a kid. So now I can beat it. But I agree. Those first four worlds 
Like I could almost draw them. I fucking know them so well. It's cat. It's it's uh it's comfort food. I fucking love it. Uh, Captain N said, "I remember seeing the Wizard as a kid, and when I first saw Mario Brothers three, little me went absolutely nuts. Thirty some odd year later, thirty some odd years later, and this game still gives me that same feeling every time I start it up. The Wizard is such a monstrosity of a movie." But it is about the greatest commercial of all time. I agree. And if you're curious, there's a review of The Wizard in the Remember the Game archives, if you're interested. California. Uh, Jetstopia said, I vividly remember two things about this. Talking to my cousin and saying I was level five and couldn't get past it. Thinking I was pretty good because my cousin was stuck on World 4. Not realizing at the time that I was only on World 1-5 and I couldn't do the first air level. And the second was figuring out how to get infinite lives on World Level 2 or 3 by continuously bouncing on Goombas from the pipes. I never knew that. But I've always found you have so many lives in this game. I've never really... I've never really... Um, uh, thirsted for more lives in Mario Brothers 3. But I do love the idea that you're thinking you're further than your friend and then realizing you're only on the fifth level and they're on the fourth world. That's good shit. Uh, and Equal said, I didn't realize I had the GBA port of this game until I listened to one of your episodes of the show. When I was younger, I thought it was just a random Mario game, not realizing how beloved it was to older gamers. I was only eight, for God's sakes. Great memories, but I never beat it because I'm terrible at platformers minus my grind to beat Celeste. Equal, I, 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 from the bottom of my heart, if you can beat Celeste, you could beat Mario 3. If you can dodge a wrench, you could dodge a ball. If you could beat Celeste, you could beat Mario 3. Get back in there. Get back to training. You could do it, I promise. And it's time to talk Mario Brothers 3. I'm so fucking excited for this episode. God, I love this game. As does my buddy David Ray. I'm going to queue up some iconic Mario 3 music. And when it stops, David and I are going to take another look back at Super Mario Bros. 3, which originally released on the NES in North America on August 23rd. That is not correct. 1991. That is the Super Nintendo date. God damn it. I forgot to look it up. You know what? Just hold on. Just, uh, just, I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll just, I'll, so I'll give you my recipe for grilled cheese while I look up the release date of Mario Bros. 3. So what I do is I take the bread and then I butter one side. Then I put the one piece of bread in the pan, butter side down. And then I like just a good old slice of cheese slice, like American cheese. A couple of those in the middle. I know people think it's kind of gross. You prefer the hard, good cheese. We called it hard cheese when I was a kid. But I, uh, when, it comes to a, when it comes to a delicious grilled cheese, give me the ooey, slimy, gooey, delicious, tangy, orange cheese slice chemicals melted cheese then you put the second slice of bread on top butter side up and you cook it till it's brown then you flip it cook it till it's brown take it out cut it diagonally never in the sephores never across the middle and if you cut off your crusts you're a monster and then a little bit of ketchup on the side for dipping and this game originally released in north america on february 12th 1990 enjoy the podcast everybody let's go Okay, ladies and gentlemen, as I'm sure you know from the intro, the title of the episode, the things I said, all that kind of stuff, we're revisiting Super Mario Brothers 3 this week. I don't even think I have to say it. I think we all agree it's one of the greatest video games of all time. And joining me on the blank phone this week is one of the greatest guests of all time, the gentleman <laughs> of Remember the... That was a nice intro. That's the nicest that intro good. I think I've ever given on this show. It's right, David... Well, right up until you interrupt yourself You're to right. say that it was... You're right, to, so, to, to, to blow smoke up my own ass. That's the, that, and that's what, that's what holds me back, is my, my inability to finish a thought. It is, uh, it's the gentleman of Remember the Game Industries, my buddy David Ray. David, how are you, my, my friend? Uh, I'm doing really, really well. I'm so excited to... 
uh, essentially finish up all of the Mario games and uh, reviewing that for the NES. Yeah. I think that's all of them, isn't it? It sure is. Yeah, I was saying that in the intro. Because we did Dr. Mario too, right? Oh, that one I didn't mention, but you're right. So you have literally done, and, and you even did Duck Hunt to finish off yeah. the other half of, so you've done Super oh. Mario, Lost Levels, Mario 2, Dr. Mario, Duck Hunt, and now you're just finishing off this chapter of your life with Super yeah. Mario Brothers 3. That's insane. Yeah. Wow. Well, and I mean, what a, what a great game to uh, fin- wrap that up with, with like the game that probably wrapped up the NES. It's, yeah. It is it is the uh, culmination of like that system. Right? Yeah, I'd argue we saved the best for last as far as yeah. the Mario game goes. And I'll, you, know, you know what, dude? I'm positive I've said this on the show before, but mm. most systems, when you talk about like, what's the best game on the Super Nintendo? What's the best game on the Genesis? What's the best? There's, there's usually a few answers and then you can debate it, right? And like, I really genuinely feel like with the NES, most there people, it's Mario Brothers 3, right? Like it yeah. just is. It's just yeah. It, There's it's, a lot of other fun ones that, uh, you know, that might be your personal favorite. But the overall one, like I feel, most people are going to say Super Mario Three. I think it has to be, and it's not yeah. just. Listen, I'm biased. Everybody knows this. I'm a Nintendo guy. I love Nintendo. I love Mario. But like, I think it is objectively the best. I would. I, it's. I don't know about you. I'll ask you this: Is it? Is this? What's your favorite Mario game? I'm putting you on the spot. Like of the platformers, not counting the carts and stuff. I know I'm putting you on. A, oh boy! Because there's only two answers, right? Like there's two answers. It's either Super Mario World or this, and it's hard. Uh, I, I think I. I think Super Mario 3's got to be it for me. Uh, uh, not th- only because it's like it kind of was it feels like it's the most complete game before they started adding a whole bunch of extra stuff because in Super Mario World they started adding like all the secret like worlds and all these other kind of things that kind of like really expanded the scope of the game. But this is like the best kind of singular experience with mario sure. if that makes sense yeah totally uh i've said before like to me my top three are mario brothers three mario odyssey and super mario world and yeah and my yeah. and my mood and the order of them kind of depends but like those are to me are the top yeah. three and to me that's just one more reason why mario 3 is arguably is in my opinion the best game on the nes is i'm like it's not only the best game on the nes but i'm like you can make an argument that it's the best mario game ever and Mario's one of the biggest, like, it is one of the greatest video games of all time. Forget just the NES. You take every yeah. console ever and make a list of, like, the 25 greatest video games of all time. Mario 3 is going to be on that list. Like, it is just well, precisely, so good. It, especially if you're talking about platformers and everything like that. Like, if you compare it to Super Mario 1, where, like, that's the basics there. Kind of like, it was such a strong contender and kind of opened up, like, this new kind of gameplay style and uh all that kind of thing yeah um but it was still like there was still a lot of room to add in there and you know they kind of after super mario 3 and super mario world like they kind of did it there there's yeah (laughs) what there's anything you're doing now is like oh you're finding your new novelty or gimmick to do with the the side scroller or whatever but it's it's Super Mario 3 is probably the first, like, from start to end, the best kind yeah. of 
platformer. And it's not just like how good it is. Like I've talked about this on the show in the last couple of weeks leading up to this. If you and I and I'm speaking to our younger and when I say younger listeners, I mean I don't know, born in like 1995 or later, like that young. Uh, if you mm-hmm. if you weren't old enough in 1990 to like really just remember what the launch of this game was like, dude. Like mm-hmm. when you like when I think of the greatest <laughs> launches of all time, I think of like Halo Two was was epic. Like the way that game yeah, came big. out, and some yeah. of those big launches where the, it's just advertising everywhere you turn. I don't know if it's ever been done as big as it was with Mario three, be it like the wizard movie, be it those stupid, yeah. remember the commercial where all the people made Mario's face. So they're chanting Mario, Mario. Yeah. Yeah. And there were like oh, happy yeah. meal toys. And this was just, dude, it was, it was peak Mario. It, it was peak was Mario everywhere. Culture. It was yeah. insane. And then dude, like if they dude, if a game got hyped up like this today, it would yeah. be borderline impossible to live up to expectations. <laughs> borderline impossible, but they knocked they over they they exceeded the expectations back then. It was yeah, just well, the, insane. Yeah, in order to in order to uh, do that, um, it, it's like those games that when you see Starfield being talked yeah. about in there like showing you know that thing's going to launch with a ton of bugs totally you just, it's it's not going to be every game that you've been excited for in the last few years regard like Dude, it might cyberpunk. be so hyped up yeah i don't know if there has been a game as hyped as cyberpunk 2077 in the last like 15 years and it's good now but it was all yeah. it was an abomination at launch and, and that's really an indictment of like the game industry at, 100%. at this point yeah, but like Super Mario Three did not have that issue because a they could not <laughs> just yeah. take it back and you know add patches and everything like that. It was good out of the box. There's not really a there's no there's no like weird spot that's like oh this is unplayable. This yeah. makes a whole uh, thing miserable or this feels cheap. Like it's clean. It's it's perfectly uh, made in terms of. Um, you know, glitches and all that kind of stuff. Totally. Like yeah. the entire, dude, the entire NES's lifespan felt like Nintendo kind of rewriting the script for home gaming and console gaming, you know? Mm-hmm. And it obviously began with Super Mario Bros. Duck Hunt. And then I know yeah. there were games after Super Mario Brothers 3, but I, I truly feel like if Super Mario Brothers was like Nintendo working on the formula of what this... this industry could be mario brothers 3 was them like hey we figured out the formula like this is the perfection of it you know what i mean like, yeah it's it sh- we'll get into the game i promise we're just sitting here blowing smoke right up mario's ass but this game is just my god <laughs> what a what a I, I what a game like i i okay so i'll ask you this dude let's do the negatives first yeah. do you have a negative i have i think like one and a half kind of um and like and there's stretches. Mean, it's hard to come up with negatives for this game. Like not real like any annoyances I had with that game as say as a kid or whatever was a question of skill level. Sure. Like it, just not being able to handle because that, that game kind of scales nicely. Like as it you does. go along, it gets harder and harder and yeah. uh you, you're like there's new things that they throw at you, but it doesn't feel like it's unfair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like, yeah. I don't, like I don't know. There's not a I lot. 
Okay, so I have a couple just so that I can, you know, both sides of the... I'll be honest with you. I don't like Pipe Land. Land 7. I don't like it. I play it. <laughs> I can beat it. I just don't like it. I just... I don't like anything about it. I just hate that whole land. I don't like it at all. So... With all the puzzle, uh, With all the mazes. Uh, and stuff like that. I just find it annoying. I hate that stupid land. It drives me crazy. <laughs> so that's one. Uh, it drives me insane. And we're just talking for the NES version because I would like to quickly wait on the other versions. On the NES version, at least, you can't skip Toad's blurb every time you go to the Toad house before you can get an item. Minor nuisance, oh, right. but that gets old. <laughs> like you're like, I know, uh-huh. dude. I've read it forty times. We got it. Yeah, we understand. Let me go save the world now, please. Um, yeah. And then my other. Uh, oh, now what was the third one? I did. Oh. Oh, oh, and this actually legitimately is my biggest gripe. Can we can we both agree that Giant Land is the coolest land in the game? Giant Land, Land is amongst uh, one of the most interesting in there, yeah. Because, yeah. like, oh, the, the thing's changing size, which doesn't make sense to me. Like, how did they know that the big one is the same as the little one when you go through the door? And, like, that, but that's me as a kid being dumb. Sure. But uh, uh, just... It was one of those ones that changed something that, like, surprised me. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but, but that's my biggest gripe with this game because most people talk about how Giant Land is so well. And listen, that first level of Giant Land where Goomba's huge, the Koopa Troopas are huge, and the Piranha Plants are yeah. huge, that's pretty epic. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. But it's such BS that, like, they only stay big for, like, two and a half levels. And then the yeah. enemies <laughs> just go back to normal levels. And it's like, I don't yeah. know if you forgot that this was supposed to be giant land or if you ran out of ideas, like imagine like, why can't in the underwater level there, why can't all the fish be like big Bertha? They don't have to try to eat you, but just make them big, make the bloopers big. I just, that is my, my, I'm not even kidding. That is my major gripe with Mario brothers three is that I feel like (laughs) they, I feel like it's a bit of a tease giant land. They tell you like, it's going to be it, awesome. That and there then was they a missed opportunity. Yeah. Like, yeah, they could have, they've could have thought, uh, gone with that idea further and pisses me yeah, off. No, that's fair. Yeah. That's but I fair. think that's it. I don't know if I have any other complaints. Like, and I'm ready to talk about the good stuff, but I just, I did just want to open the door. Like, I don't know what else. I like, there, I there honestly, some... like what else is there to complain about? I don't know. Yeah. There, there are certain ideas that I wish that they would have done a few more times. Like I'm thinking of like, that uh, one item where it was the green boot that the Goombas had yeah. and you can knock the Goomba out of it and then you can use it to traverse. And they use it like, I don't know, two or three times in the game. Yeah. But it felt like you made this whole thing, this whole new like mechanic or whatever, and you only use it a couple of times. I'm like, oh, that's kind of an underwhelming uh, amount of that. Not that it had, it had to have at every level or anything, but it just, it felt like, Oh, that could have been used more. The other one being um, using uh, the white block that you can like crouch down behind, and it allows you to go into the background of the so cool level. Yeah, which they they only do that like maybe two or three times effectively in yeah. the game. You know, yeah. Where it's just that okay. You you came up with this cool mechanic, but you didn't use it very often. Totally. That boot, yeah. dude, that boot in particular, like everybody loves that boot. And it's like, we get half a, you know, well, not half a dozen, but like toward the end of the game, you're getting the occasional Tanuki suit. You're getting the elusive the Hammer, Hammer Brothers. Brothers suit, right? Yeah. Uh, why can't we get it? Why couldn't they have given us a boot? Like it's, yeah, why, it's such a cool item. Why couldn't we get one once in a while? You know? Yeah. It's, it, especially if it's like what, uh, like a level where, 
like one way to cross it or uh, would be like, if you can get this boot and hold on to the boot, a section of the level is yeah. easier. Dude. Like just try to use it a little bit more frequently and like a couple of more times yeah. as opposed to, yeah, that's great in the like one or two levels that it shows up in, but it, it feels like there is a missed opportunity. Totally. I hate you know? Pipeland, but Pipeland would be so much more tolerable with that boot. Yeah, and those stupid little plants that keep coming out of the ground, fucking with you. Like, why can't I have that? I, 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 that boot to me is like if they did an unsolved mysteries for video games, the story <laughs> of that boot would make a great episode, because it's like that clearly wasn't easy to develop. That took time, and then yeah. it just like did you delete the code, and you couldn't put it into another level? Why is the boot not around more? I bugs me because it's such an awesome item. I agree with you. Here's a hot take. I would yeah. I would replace the Hammer Brothers suit with the boot. Just putting more like making the boot like an item that yeah. you can put on. Everybody that talks about how fun. awesome the Hammer Brothers suit is, but who's ever gotten more than like a third of a level without losing that stupid suit? I don't know about you, but I can't do anything. Yeah, it's with that it's suit. really tricky to to use. Yes, and like especially with items, you're using it for different situations, right? So you, the P wing is like, oh man, I just can't beat this. I need to fly all the yeah. way through this level, or like why you would choose a fire flower over, um, say, the leaf or whatever. It's like I kind of there's a lot of enemies in this. This will be a lot easier to like shoot at them versus flying. Well, wouldn't there be some times where it's like, man, there's like a lot of um, piranha plants or a lot of like um, jumps with, uh, you know, plants at the bottom of, oh man, it'd be nice if I could have the boot. Yeah. Right to choose. The Hammer Brothers suit, like, I listen, I think it's as cool as the rest of you because I know I'm going to get messages about it because people love the Hammer Brothers. I get it. It is cool, but it's just so hard to use. It's so hard to aim those hammers. I always lose it as soon as I use it so that I never end up using them because I don't want to just lose them. I just yeah, I don't know if I beat a level with the hammer. Suit. I've never <laughs> beaten a level with that. No, and the, and like and there's so many other items in the game that are so dope. And like and you mentioned it. And like I'd like to talk about the power ups because prior to this, we had the mushroom, we had the flower, we had the star, and that was yeah. like that was the the trilogy, the the trio of of Mario power ups. And then in this one, we still had the mushroom, the flower, and the star. Just the leaf. If all they had added was the leaf, it would have been a game changer. Like yeah, I, yeah. the leaf is is one of the all time great. I still don't well, understand why. It, why it, it introduced this whole new thing, right? It it, it added this element of expanding the levels vertically, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I still don't understand why a leaf makes you into like a flying squirrel or a raccoon yeah. or whatever it is. But I mean, why do any Mario ex- yeah. powers do any? <laughs> why of does it exactly? And like, as I'm saying it, I'm like, oh, okay, Professor Science. Why does a flower <laughs> make you throw flame? And I'm like, yeah. Why does grabbing a star not like uh, burn you to a crisp instead exactly. of making you invincible somehow? So yeah. I, to quote the to quote the nerds from The Simpsons, I withdraw my question. And I'm like, and I'm like, it's, <laughs> I get it, but like, it is an awesome. Like that alone would have made this game dope because when you play Super Mario World. It's just mm-hmm. the cape and then the Yoshis. But they didn't introduce like a half a dozen new power-ups. Whereas in this one, just the yeah, leaf would have been dope. Do. But then there's yeah. also like, I, I, as someone that is anti-swimming level, I am pro frog suit to like the oh, billionth yeah. degree. I think the frog suit is awesome. Yeah, that was that's a, that's a great example of like utilizing um, 
taking one of the classic challenges of any side scroller and like here is uh, uh, an item or a mechanic that specifically makes this part easier makes the swimming easier like when you're going through that one level with all the like jellyfish or whatever and just like the very fact that you can just like okay i'm not weirdly floating i can kind of control myself a lot easier through this it's yeah yeah dude up up, down left right the boot would be the boot would be amazing if that could do be that item as well like utilize that outside of the couple levels agree use it as like i choose i choose as an item going into a level yeah agreed yeah yeah Yeah, i'm I'm very and not only that but like as a kid i always just thought he looked so cool in that frog suit like as an (laughs) adult i'll be honest with you i look at it i'm like it looks a little weird. His head, his head's kind of big. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm like the the whole wheat side of me sees a man that bought like a frog onesie and he's wearing it. But the frosted side of me is like, did you pull a frog's body over your body? But like it's, but I I always just thought he looked. Is awesome this an anamorph situation? Yes. What is happening? Yes, yeah. exactly. But I love the yeah. frog suit. I'm also a massive fan of the tanuki suit, even though it's basically just the leaf with the ability to turn into a statue that you're never gonna do. I just think he looks yeah. awesome in the Tanuki suit. Like I, I and I didn't mind that. that. That that's an interesting idea of taking this thing that's uh, already an item and adding an extra thing to it, right? Yeah. Because I, I guess that's really the Hammer Brother suit as well, right? Where technically it's the Fire Flower again, but also you have like the extra ability. I, I you know crouch down and it makes you a little bit more immune to something. Yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 And then but. what I also like is like in addition to all those power ups, I love that like I'll be honest with you, I don't use the P wings anymore and I'm not trying to be all like look at me because I suck at ninety percent of games. I'm pretty good yeah. at this game, so I don't use the P wing anymore. But I think the yeah. P wing definitely serves a purpose. Cause as a kid, bro, I don't know about you, David, I could not yeah. beat the fast moving airship uh yeah. in World Eight to save my life without a P wing. Couldn't do it. Well well think about like how they were trying to make this a kid-friendly game, right? Yeah. Like, you know, with the whole debacle of Super Mario 2 was too hard for American audiences, a.k.a. the one guy at Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> the one American guy at Nintendo was like, I can't play this. Kids won't get this. Yeah, just um, one dude, but like that- Bill. Bill from accounting could beat lost levels. Yeah. All right, everybody. I guess I guess we can't get, release this game in America. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, so we were saying how the P wing and it like made it. Oh accessible. yes. So yeah, it made it accessible to kids. Where it, it's like, and the same with the the warp whistles, right? Like that's the that's the purpose of that. Is like, hey, do you want to see the end of the game? Maybe this whole game's really t- difficult for you. Totally. Here, you get to the end, and yeah, you beat it. Congratulations. Now the next thing is, well, now can you beat all the other levels? Like, yeah. it's not just about beating the game. It's now you, let's try it. Like, try to get better at it. Try to beat all the other levels. See yeah. all the rest of the stuff. Yeah, I'm a, so and, like, both, right? and I and I love that in future Mario games. Um, they actually didn't do this in Super Mario World, but a lot of future Mario games. You know, when you die too many times, they've put in, like, the golden leaf or whatever to be like, all right, clearly we're going to assume that this is a child. Maybe it's just a very uncoordinated adult. But they're like, somebody isn't very good. We're going to throw you a bone. And I think the peewee was a brilliant brilliant way to start that. I just thought it was a great idea. I think it's a great idea. 
Well, yeah, especially like it could also be like one of those adults that have never touched a controller and they sure. like uh, when, when they hit the jump button, their whole body moves. Yes. Get, was, yes. Your, was your uh, your mom or your dad ever like that? My I was, was like that. Of, yeah, I was like that. Like the <laughs> lean up every time you jump because it's going to help. Apparently. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's it. my that's my favorite thing to watch of somebody who just like cannot detach their hands from the rest of their body. Totally. It's great. On that note, yeah. least favorite thing to watch is people that play Mario and don't hold run. Yeah, why are you doing that? You it drives me nuts. I uh, I'm not yeah. a proponent of the I'm not a supporter of the death penalty, but <laughs> uh <laughs> fuck me. Just hold the run button. It makes the yeah, whole game it. easier. Hold the run it, button. It makes all your jumps easier. Uh, yeah, you can if you need to stop quickly, then you can let it go. Like, yes. It makes that that's that's when you uh, let go of it. Yeah. Hard mode is playing it without running. I could play it with my running. Damn it. Um, uh, you know what? I have to. I do have to make uh, the other thing that has annoyed me watching Super Mario 3. Um, and I'm only uh, telling this story. Well, I think I've said it before. But now I can say it because I watched Mark McHugh play Super Mario 3. Uh, and it was like you know, on the switch or whatever. So you have save states. Yeah. And, uh, he save stated all the time. <laughs> and I, I, I was like angry. I'm like, you're an adult. How are you allowed to vote? What are you doing? <laughs> like, I, this, yeah, I, this is your, this is how you prove <laughs> that you were a millennial is you played super Mario three by finishing the levels and like, Play it properly. Dude, Save states. I don't know disgusting. if it was you. It was disgusting. I don't. I think it was you. Somebody has mentioned that on this show that oh, Mark that McHugh abused save states to play Mario Three. And to this day, he gets called out. People yeah. are like, Mark McHugh used save states to beat Mario Three. Fuck him. Like people yeah. just get so. And I. And it's. I mean, yeah, Mark, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, man, but David's right. You shouldn't be allowed to vote. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this, lose with some I, honor. I, I'm not. I'm not normally about taking away uh, people's right to vote, but you know, this is my exception. Yeah, no good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. So like, I love the P wing, and then like, I'm a. I, I like stuff like the music block, the cloud, the hammers. I, okay, so like, when you look at Mario Dang. Three, any it's like dude, I forgot about the music block. I oh, about, dude, yeah. and the fact they can put the hammer. I never use it, but it's cool that you killed and put the Hammer Brothers to sleep. And it's like yeah. when you when you look at Mario three and you're like these graphics are so much better than Mario one, and then it's like yeah. these worlds are so much bigger. There's a map. These levels are so much longer and bigger. Yeah. There's so many more power ups. They introduced the Koopa kids to the and it's like it's like they literally took every fucking idea they had and piled <laughs> it into one game. It's just insane how it, much I, it, how much it grew. It's wild. Like I yeah I love that the Koopa Kids were all named after famous musicians and stuff like that. That's such a uh, like a cool little side thing. And so they built it out from there. And like each Koopa Kid behaves different, acts different. Yeah, uh, has their own shtick going on. And uh, it drives uh, me it drives me fucking insane that they don't use the Koopa Kids. But it's always yeah. Bowser Jr. It makes me insane because the Koopa kids look awesome. They've got their own personalities. They're colorful yeah. and bright. I don't, for the life of me, understand 
why we won. The only, and I and I mean this, the only reason I could possibly think of why they got away from the Koopa Kids and went to Bowser Jr. were because it was like, well, we only have to animate Bowser Jr. once instead of coming up with seven different fights for these. Maybe that's, I don't know. Maybe, like, I don't maybe. see any of their logic because they were so awesome. Well, I, I would love it, especially if they use the Koopa Kids in such a way that, like, if you're in the world that you see the Koopa Kids more instead of just at the end at the at the castle, yeah, I would that that would be a fun little side thing if you could see them a couple of times, have give them a little bit more presence in the game, but uh, not in Super Mario Three, but I'm talking about in future games. Sure. Like, there's a way to use the Koopa Kids interestingly, um, but yeah, that's a. Yeah, it's, I, it's just I, always I bothered the me. Other, I listened to the other episode. Your favorite was uh, Lemmy, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Lemmy's yeah. awesome. Well, because yeah. he's got eyes like mine. Like, it hits yeah. home. <laughs> we can relate to each other. So he's just a little goof. I love that kid. Who's your favorite? <laughs> uh, I, I think it was Roy because uh, Roy w- was just a little bit different uh, of, of, like, he was one of the ones that you jumped and he shook the whole screen yeah. or whatever. He's the heavyweight. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He has those sweet sunglasses. Yeah. He's awesome. He, yeah. uh, he's actually my number two in Mario Kart eight. If I don't want to play as Bowser, I play as Roy. Cause he's like a little but, bit lighter Bowser. Well, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. He's a little beefcake. I like, I like all of them. I don't think there's one I dislike. Like they're yeah. all pretty awesome. They're, I'm just looking at them oh, now. Like what a bunch of cool looking yeah. kids. Yeah. Fuck, it drives me crazy. And they're like, dude, in Mario Odyssey, when you have to fight against the Alice in Wonderland bunnies or whatever the yeah. fuck they are, and st- don't even get me started. Where are the Koopa kids? I don't get it. I don't get it. Pisses me off. You anyway. ha- you already had something in in your back pocket. You could have used this for a... Yes. Yeah. Drives me nuts. Anyways. It, that's, that's why like I would love to see in a Super Mario RPG that they use the Koopa kids because that's exactly when you could use them. Like totally. Anyways, whatever. Yeah. You know what I would love to see is uh, cause I want to get into like, I'd like to talk about the land. I'd really like to talk about the different versions of this game, but like, yeah. have you, uh, by now seen the news that they're remaking Mario RPG with like, the I did see it. Graphics? Yes. Looks awesome. Like I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yeah. I would love, that was my, that was one, that was one of my favorite, mario games oh yeah it, like yeah uh only only because only in the sense that it's a different style of game and it used these characters and i'm like i love turn-based rpgs and it kind of like incorporates these characters that i already kind of know and, yeah. yeah dude getting yeah. to team up with bowser was like the coolest thing in the world to me as a kid oh yeah because i love bowser yeah. he's my favorite character and getting to play with him i was like this is awesome uh, but I, I see those graphics and them remaking it. And like, I know some people dunk on the new super Mario brothers series, which I, I like personally, like I'm super excited for wonder, even though it looks mm-hmm. like new super Mario bros. Like I like those games. I would love yep. to see this game remade in that art style, like from the ground oh. up, like all the Koopalings, just everything just made in the new super Mario brothers style, nice and bright yeah. and colorful. I think that'd be so cool. Yeah, and and I'm wondering if they could like update some of the levels. Yeah, throw that boot in a few more levels. Totally, like just make it like a Mario Brothers three remake. Like I think that'd be awesome. But um, have you played? Okay, you know what? Okay, listen. Oh my gosh, we're already almost half an hour into this. Um, Okay, you know what? Let's take the break now. The break will be done. Then we'll have some fun talk because I want to talk to you about some of the other versions. I want to get into the lands and more. So uh, let's take a quick break now. And if I manage to sucker someone into sponsoring this, we'll let them talk for like one minute here. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
Podcasting's a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly, I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And BetterHelp is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash remember the game today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash remember the game. Okay, uh, so David, I, I was going to ask you, dude, like, have you played any of the... So, like, obviously there's the NES version that everybody knows. Have you right. played any, like, have you played the Mario All-Stars version, I'm sure? Have you... Of yeah, because we yes. covered Mario All-Stars. Um, yeah, yeah. Do, now, I'll ask you, what do you prefer, Mario All-Stars or the NES Mario 3? Um, like, honestly, because it doesn't fundamentally change how the game plays... I do think that the Super Mario All-Stars version is better simply because I liked how they updated the graphics. They made it like look nice yeah. and fresh and like the backgrounds and everything. Not that, uh, you know, the original was awful, but like I'm also not nostalgic in that way. I liked the like, oh, there's new vibrancy in this game as it did for like all of the games. Sure. I would, uh, I would, I would take the Super Mario All-Stars cart over the original carts. Yeah, most me, days. yeah, me too. I know it might seem as sacrilege to the Dot Ride or Die NES fans. And, like, I love the NES version, but let's call a spade a spade. Like, Mario All-Stars version looks hot, and it's got saves. <laughs> Those saves can't yeah. be cannot be understated, my friend. Yeah, This is a precisely. long game. So, now, <laughs> what I wanted to ask you about is over the Ooh. last month, I've been playing the GBA version of this. Have you ever played the GBA port of Mario 3? No, I what's I, I don't know what's different about it. It is. So I started I, so when Nintendo added it to the Nintendo Switch online, I was like it's cool because it's Mario, but I was like do we really need cuz we've already got Mario on the NES, we've already got Mario on All-Stars on the Super Nintendo. I was like do we really need a third version of Mario 3 on the Nintendo Switch? But I got to tell you, and anyone out there listening that hasn't played, I played the the GBA version. And I I got to Hot take, this is the way to play Mario 3. It oh, really? is the best version of Mario 3. Because so, what, what do they do What do they do differently? Well, the, the graphics and stuff are cleaned up and look great, which is awesome. Sure. You can play as yeah. Mario and Luigi in a two-player game, but you play it like you can play one player and just play as Mario and Luigi alternating, taking turns. And Luigi's actually oh. got his little flutter jump. And it's not, it's not really, it's not Mario 2 fluttery, but it's noticeable. Right. So it's great. Like it makes a difference. Oh, yeah. yeah. So like if you get stuck on a level, you're like, well, now when you die, then you take over as Luigi. I'll try it with the floaty jumps. Like just that 
is really cool and they can share lives and all that kind of stuff um yeah but what really puts it over i, I actually do I, I do really like that i do yeah. like one of the things i like from uh the north american super mario 2 was the differences between toad princess mario and luigi Me too. you know like yeah uh, that there is something fun about the slight difference in mechanics so you can play according to your style or you know address a weakness that you have in your gameplay style 100 yeah. percent. and then maybe what makes them the the gba version the best is I, now i never played it back on the gba so for anyone that loved this version back then like it's never going to get its own episode because i i didn't I didn't experience like that like back then, but I know the GBA had the e-reader thing, and I guess you could like buy the cards and scan them and get additional levels on it. And when you play oh. it now on the Nintendo Switch, it just comes with all the additional levels. And oh. dude, it's I started playing the additional levels, and like you get to play through a half a dozen levels from Super Mario Brothers One in the Super Mario Brothers Three GBA art and everything, and it's awesome. And then there's just a a, a shit. Ton, there's got to be forty additional levels. Like new levels, and That's they're wild. Oh, buddy! And it's I was like, they don't need to know this because if Nintendo knew this, knowing the way they sell their games, they would sell it. <laughs> I would have paid sixty dollars for this on my Switch <laughs> for forty. You know how much I would pay for just extra two D Mario levels? And before mm-hmm. everyone writes in and says Mario Maker, no, you guys suck at making levels. I do too. I want to play Nintendo's levels. It is. I'm telling you, for anyone listening to this, if you have Nintendo Switch Online with the expansion pack and you got the GBA ones, try Mario 3. Go into the e-reader levels and just treat yourself to a bunch of new Mario 3 levels. They are awesome. That's sweet. Yeah. I really like that, yeah. Yeah, I forgot sick. that they had, like, the, 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 the e-reader thing. And, yeah. And then, Interesting. And then, you know, it's not as much of a big deal now because you've got a Switch and you could take Mario 3 with you anywhere you want. But, like... Back in the GBA days, to have Mario Three handheld to be able to take it anywhere, that would have been yeah. a big deal too, because it's such an awesome. Oh, absolutely! Game. But I loved it. I I can't believe I'm saying this as someone that's been playing Mario Three since like the '90s. This is my new preferred way to play Mario Three is on the GBA. It's the best <laughs> way. It's so good, dude. It's awesome. I for, I forgot about that whole like I was never really a handheld system guy. So yeah, like that would that would be interesting. Yeah, that, of course that would be. It's fire. It plays great. So, yeah. Um, but other than that, it's a port. Like, it's got all the levels are the same. Like, when I play Mario 3, I don't know about you, I can usually get to about World 5 without dying. Um, unless something goes wrong. And then Skyland to me is the spike. That's where it starts to get yes. hard. Yeah. Especially, you know, like if you lose your leaf at some point. Yeah. And you're doing that level where with the, like, the little flying beetles or whatever. And you're like, oh, boy, this is a. Yeah. This is a shit show. Like, but I mean, that's also where that level trains you. That makes that's the one where you become like a man. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the one that puts the hair on your chin. You know, totally. Mar- like levels one, two, like so: Grassland, Desertland, uh, Waterland, and Giantland. All four are mm-hmm. fun, and there's the occasional level. Listen, I'd be lying to you if I didn't say there's the odd time in Waterland where Big Bertha takes a bite out of my ass and knocks a life or two off my off my ticker. or like the sun level in the desert yeah the sun level you know what messes me up in giant land the hammer mm. brothers those giant sumo brothers when you have to just just fight oh, them yeah. on the map if you don't have a star or something they can wreck you those big bastards you. yeah but <laughs> but i agree with you it's like those four levels are fun then you get into skyland and 
I love the fact that like the, the first half of Sky, like, so you play a couple levels on the ground, then you go through a pipe, then you play more levels on the ground, then you go up that giant tower, and then when you're done the giant tower, you're up in the clouds for the second half of Sky. Just that is inventive as all hell. Like, that is awesome. Yeah. But I, I agree with you. I feel like that that land is the land where they're telling the kid, the gamer, they're like, if you're not good, this is where the train stops. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's because that, that it, tower, that tower is the, the yes, where you have to grow up now. Yeah. You're not going to hold your hand. Yeah. Any further. Because you get up into that because sky, dude. Land, the, the ice world, uh, you know, steps it up a notch. Yeah. Uh, I, the, yeah. The world seven with all the pipes and the mazes and like the um the platforms that have a timer on it uh yeah all of that kind of thing yeah a couple of the levels that to this day give me trouble um oh jesus whenever you're in skyland and there's that mm -hmm. stupid flying cannonball with the fire tail that spits fire <laughs> at you that oh yeah yeah that's a that's a son of a gun right there that son of a bitch he's ruined so many playthroughs for me i hate that guy um <laughs> And then Iceland, dude, I don't know about you, but, like, I said I hate Pipeland. I actually find Iceland very difficult. I find Iceland, it Iceland is is tricky because then it's, a, it's attacking a core function of the game, which is running and jumping, right? Yeah. Like it, it's attacking that element of the game. And, yeah, that's, of course. And it just goes forever. And then there's that one level. Dude, I don't know about you, but I'm positive it's in Iceland. Yeah, it is. There's a level where you go down a pipe and then you're in like a repeating maze. And the way to get Ooh. out is to end up with a leaf. Then you need to stomp on a Koopa Troopa, fly up the right hole in the ceiling because there's like a dozen holes. Oh, get up there yeah. with, the, with the shell and then kick it down to it'll break those bricks to open up the pipe to get out without the shell opening while you're flying up because it'll cost yeah, you yeah. your leaf. And when I was a kid, that level was the bane of my existence. <laughs> That is a hard uh, level, man. I that's only one that I like vaguely recollect, but I like it. I I do see it in my brain. Yeah, that level oh, ruined so many runs for me. That whole Iceland, that level just and like I find the the castles in that one hard. It just goes forever. <laughs> Sliding on the ice always makes me crazy. It is just that is a hard world. I actually don't find Pipeland as hard. I just find Pipeland very tedious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yes, because there's a certain a lot of like you have to go to this pipe and yeah, there's a uh, lot of mazes find, find the right that. pipe. Yeah, yeah. You know what I will say? That actually, this is one thing that I think is a step above Super Mario World. Uh, in uh, in Super Mario Three, I love the airship levels. I think that they are more engaging than any of the castle ones in. Super Mario World. Even though there's like a lot of cool stuff in the castles, like the world-ending castles, I prefer the airships. I think that they're it's just like a markedly different kind of level. They're tough. It makes it feel yeah, they make it feel special and it makes it uh yeah, it really takes that platforming. Yeah. It it, it centers the platforming. Well, they of just the game, right? they just they like I kind of agree with like I love the castles, but the, I don't know what it is like when you're playing Mario World. Those castles kind of just feel like the next level. You know what I mean? Yes. And it's like yeah. you're right. When you play those airships, they feel epic. I don't know if it's the music, that animation of like running up and grabbing the anchor as it's taking off, and then 
you're up in the sky and it, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the fact that they're like the auto scrolling. I don't know what it is, but they just, they just feel so epic. And then I love that when you die, if you die on an airship, you see the airship take off and you need to follow it. And if you yeah. skipped levels, you may be blocked off and they're going to make you work for it. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. When you were talking at first, I was like, I don't know. But the more I think about it, I kind of agree. The air, the airships are more epic. They're just awesome. Yeah, they, they make it feel like a main event, right? Yeah. Like they make it like this. This is taking it up a notch compared to the rest of the levels. It has a different feel. It has its own vibe, especially. Like I think the auto scrolling helps. Um, the fact that you're often kind of blind, uh, it, it's taking away some of your ability to to push the level. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's forcing you to stay. Uh, stay in a spot while things come flying at you as opposed to if you're like one of those guys that can just kind of rip through a level, it forces you to kind of like, okay, you got to engage in this space for a while with all these challenges being thrown at you. So it just just feels epic because also think about the idea of like you're fighting a ship in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. That's something different. Like that's a big, that's, that's a big moment. And then, you know, you take it down you, um, and it feels like an accomplishment. Yeah, and they're usually full of like the the cannons, and there's mm-hmm. cannonballs flying everywhere, and it's just not like any. I think maybe that's part of it. When you play Super Mario World, there's the fortresses that just play exactly the same as the castles. So it's yeah. like you just see them. But there's nothing else in Mario Three that feels like the airships. Like they're just unique yeah. in their own. And I yeah, I dude, the airships are dope. And then knowing that there's a Koopaling waiting for you at the end. Yeah, oh, yeah. Who? You yeah, know, it, yeah. They it, get progressively it it harder. Feel, it makes it feel like you're really taking on something. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then that being said, now I'm reminded of uh, World Eight with like the tank and the boat and the like special airship. Yeah. Uh, like th- where they just found like a new way of doing each of them, and like I I love those as well. I uh, I was a big fan of like the airship levels yeah. and the yeah. I, I actually, speaking of World 8, I just like, World 8 is, <clears throat> pardon me, World 8 is tough, but I love yeah. World 8. I love the music. I like how everything is dark. I like that yeah. you're, play, you're playing like levels that feel like the standard levels from like Land 1 and Land 2, but they're all pitch black. There's one with that stupid sun. For my money, the <laughs> hardest level in the game where you need to bounce across a bunch of music blocks with that sun coming at you. And it just. Yeah, that's oh. right that level will wreck you but i i love and then and then once you get like so you get through the first assortment of tanks then you have to get across those hand those yes, hand that's portals right. that pull that you down that will get you randomly yeah and which we were talking yeah. about while i was streaming it there a couple of weeks ago those though i would love to know how many speed runs those three hands have ruined because there doesn't <laughs> seem to be any method to the madness they just yeah, they it, just it does grab feel, you. Feel random. Yeah. yeah. So a speed runner just has to like cross their eyes and be like, "Please don't grab me. Please don't grab me. Please don't grab me." <laughs> um, and then once you get through those, then you get a regular map like all the other worlds with like you know level one, level two, level three. But it's all pitch black and there's just that little spotlight following you. Yeah, I that's right. Love that dude. Oh, it's so <laughs> what a cool. Oh, fuck, I love this fucking game. I love it. Oh, yeah, and then like even the last fight with Bowser, like the 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 twist of it being like 
it takes all of your other Bowser fights and, or in terms of like with taking on the Koopa kids where you have to jump on their head three times or the boom booms hit them on the head three times. Uh, so you can do those boss fights relatively quickly. Yeah. Uh, and in this, you can't, you, yeah. you can't, you can't, it, it forces you to engage with the major bad guy at, at least for a little while. Yeah. Uh, as you're trying to like, coax him into digging a pit for himself which is also challenging for you because you have to time your jump out of there like yeah it's just such a smart final battle which is easy to understand but also like it's tricky like they they know how to scale that game yeah yeah i really feel like they like because uh, i like the bow i love the bowser animation in this game like i just think he looks cool like his sprite and everything and mm -hmm. i like that fight and i feel like this was the one that kind of set the tone for like every Bowser fight's going to be interesting. Because, like, in this one, you're right. He's he's trying to do his big butt slam move, uh, and you need to yeah. get out of the way and let him smash through the ground until he breaks a hole through and dies on his own. But then it's like yeah. in Super Mario World, he's up there in his clown car, and you need to stomp on the Mecha Koopas and throw them up and hit him in the head. And then in Mario 64, you need to grab him by the tail and spin around and throw him into bombs and stuff like that. Like, they, they're always reinventing the way you have to fight him instead of just jump on him three times or whatever it is, you know? And yeah, uh, and I like yeah. that. I love Bowser fight. I hate boss fights, but I almost always love a big Bowser fight. And maybe that's just because I love Bowser. I don't know. But yeah, I, I well, they're also kind of straightforward to understand too. Sometimes boss fights are like you have to solve a puzzle yes. or whatever. Yeah. Where like I feel like in Bowser's, it's it might be difficult or whatever, but it's not like hard to figure out. Like you just have to do the thing. Yeah. No, I I love it. I I do find I find it, I love his castle in this game because there's multiple routes through it. But I actually yeah. I find his castle to be a son of a bitch. <laughs> I, his castle has killed me many times. There's like a giant like part. There's like laser statues. And... Yeah, and then there's a yeah. giant part where you need to jump on the donut blocks that fall and climb yeah. all the way up. Like and, and you're going across a giant room of lava. I've died in there so many times. That That's, level, yeah, it's a trick. It's a tricky level. Yeah. Yeah. But it is on the it's on the it's on the other side of the sky tower. Once you get through the sky <laughs> yeah. tower, all the gloves are off. Now anything goes. It gets hard. Yeah. So yeah. No, I I just man, what a game. And then like, oh my god, we're rambling off all these other things they've done, like the the graphics and all these things. Like I remember playing this as a kid and realizing you could store items. And my brother and I used to come to blows over who got the the item box, like the the toad houses. <laughs> That was such oh, sure. a great idea. Like <laughs> it was one thing to go into a level and find a mushroom, but to know that you just had a backpack full of mushrooms and flowers that you could use whenever you wanted. Like we're all yeah. used to that now, but that was a big thing on the Nintendo back in the day. Like that was a unique concept back in the NES. I love that. Idea. Yeah. I well, and that's a game I never played really multiplayer just, just cause you know, I was the only one in my family that really played video games. Right. But I could imagine that being really tricky because as soon as you beat the level, it's the other person's turn. So if exactly. you, if you beat the le if you beat the level that unlocks the mushroom house, so now you have to play this like kind of strategy of like, you know what, I'm gonna play this other level so that my buddy has to beat the the level that's in front of the mushroom house. Dude, <laughs> it's oh, true. Stupid. It's in dude in world one. In world one. So Mario beats level one, Luigi mm -hmm. beats level two, Mario beats mm -hmm. level three, Luigi gets the mushroom house. And that would always be when things would start to go wrong. 
for my brother and I. It would make me so mad. And it was like, it's not even that big a deal, but it's, but it's just, it's the, it's the principle of the thing. It drove me. Yeah. Finally, my mom, like my mom used to have to come down and be like, all right, you take turns. All right. One of you gets a mushroom house. Then the other one gets the next mushroom house. And that, and when that card game pops up, oh, forget it. If the other person got that, by the way, I don't know about you. I suck at that card game. I, I was okay. Like I usually get, you know, at least a couple of items uh, on oh. a go, but um... I think I'm just dumb. I'm terrible at that. <laughs> like I'm like, all right, that twenty coins was right here. I know for a fact it's right here. Then I flip the other twenty coins and I go to the one beside it every time. It never fucking yeah. pays, man. <laughs> but I loved it. Every time that popped up, we get so excited as kids too. This is, everybody loves the card game. You know, actually, this actually reminds me of a, th- a thought I had because I listened to your first uh, Super Mario three level. Uh, or a Super Mario three episode. Yeah. From it was like episode sixteen or yeah, something dude. like that. It was like almost five years ago. <laughs> Have you only done the one episode on it? Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow! That's uh, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so I, w- I was listening to that, and uh, uh, and I was like thinking about this game leading into this, and I I realized like one of the things that led to Super Mario 3, in my opinion, is like the whole thing with Super Mario 2. I think that there was something... Super Mario 3 was the benefit of like this whole debacle with like, oh, uh, Japan gets this different Super Mario 2, which is only Super Mario 1 with like a few... Like just super hard. That's all it was. And, And it is hard. They didn't really add anything aside from like, the reverse mushroom yeah and like warp zones that take you back to the start of the game totally. just punishments that's all they had it is just new punishments yeah and uh uh and then like the super mario 2 that we got with like pulling out the vegetables and all that kind of stuff um that was originally a different game completely and they they're like well we need to send something over to the us we're going to take this game put mario sprites into it and ship that yeah and like that in and of itself kind of like opened up this idea, I think, of like maybe Mario games is not just like escalating difficulties. It's like maybe you can add more and more things to it because like that's where it first had like the uh, the slot machine game, right? Was in Super Mario Two, yeah. And we start seeing those kind of extra games, those extra ideas, yeah, and like new characters, new ways of playing. Like people will play Super Mario Two, where it's like, yeah, you're throwing vegetables this time for some reason. Yeah, cool. Uh, so I think it kind of like started this thing of allowing, uh, let's get creative with Super Mario Three and do something different. We don't have to, we don't have to make Mario One again. Yeah, that's an you interesting know? take. Like, if, yeah, if if say they hadn't deli- say they had, say we had just gotten Lost Level, like say they just shipped yeah. Lost Levels as Mario Two here, what yeah. would Mario Three be? You're right. That's a very yeah. interesting take. Would they have just kept reskidding the same game, or would like, they try would they, to reinvent the wheel every time? You're right. Hmm. Because because it would have d- determined the direction of the game. Because number two was like, okay, we're people want to be challenged, right? Like that was like their take. We want to challenge the kids this time around. Yeah. And uh, instead, with the Super Mario Two, we did get it was, oh, it's innovation. It's something different. It's like. Uh, there's new things to learn, new ideas, new concepts. 
And that's followed Super Mario ever since, mm -hmm. is that every game is not like the previous game. Uh, it's not just an escalation of difficulty or whatever. Yeah, like when you think back to like the Mario franchise, I mean, I guess maybe new Super Mario Brothers are the same or similar. But other than that, it's maybe Mario Galaxy 1 and 2. But for the most part, like Mario Brothers to Mario Brothers 3 to Super Mario World. And then there's Yoshi's Island, which I still don't consider a Mario game. It's an awesome game, but it's not a Mario game. And then like yeah. Mario 64, uh, Mario Sunshine. Mario Galaxy, Mario Galaxy 2, Mario Odyssey. It, you're right. They do. They 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 try to like reinvent it every time, and it's. And it I, seems I think. To work, I think. You know. I think that's the legacy of Super Mario, two, and I think that the biggest beneficiary is Super Mario three, and I think yeah. that's why. And it, I, you almost have to credit that game for the argument that Super Mario three is maybe one of the best mario games if not one of the best games of all time oh it is for sure like it's not only one of the best mario games one of the best nes games one of the best platformers one of the most influential one of the it's just it's everything it's just it's dude like i'm a huge shovel knight fan have you played yeah. shovel knight no i i've seen i i know it's good, it's I, so I'm, good. A, I'm aware it's very good it's but like <laughs> they they blatantly steal the map from mario 3 and use it like not the form like not their map but the the like the, the little dots with the levels and then the overs world sprite like it's they like clearly, there's a lot of inspiration clearly very yeah. like right click save as and make it shovel knight and and that game came out like a decade ago and i'm like to me that's just that's nothing more than uh imitation is the sincerest form of flattery that is just a yeah. bunch of game developers that grew up playing mario 3 that are like playing tribute to a game they love like mario 3 is just it's a hall of fame video game. It's so good. Yeah. I just, I think we've covered just about everything. I don't know. Is there anything left? Is there anything else you want to touch on? I'm good. Uh, yeah, I, th I think, uh, I know you talked about the wizard in the first uh, review of this game. Uh, yeah, fuck the wizard. Did the, you see it? Oh, I didn't see it till yeah. I was an adult, but I think it sucks, but I love it. Did you see it when you were a kid? No, I, I no, I think I did, or at least the last ten minutes, like okay. when they showed Super when Mario. When they showed 3. Mario three, which is really the only part of the movie that matters. I actually, you know what? I realized there was a story I wanted to tell. I I feel like every time I come on here, I have like a story uh, from my uh, Mario days or whatever, and I have one more that applies to this uh, because I'm pretty sure I was amongst amongst the first kids in North America to play Super Mario 3. I just didn't know it. And the reason being, I was uh, neighbors with this uh, family who came over from Hong Kong and they had a like a Famicom, right? And so I went over there a couple of times and you know I got to play these games. I that's where I got to play Lost Levels in the original form. Oh sick. Uh, That'd be sick. And, but I, did... I would have lost my mind as a kid. Oh my god. Well, and, and that was the thing where it's just like years would go by and I would like remember Lost Levels. I'm like, how come I don't, where is this game? Like I, cause they didn't, Lost Levels was not a thing in the, that was a known entity, right? Like it was in North America anyways. And I'm like, I know I played another Mario game that was not Mario 1 cause I played all the way through that and I didn't recognize any of the levels I played over at my neighbor's place. Cause you're a dumb kid, right? You don't, you don't, sure. <laughs> you yeah, don't no, remember no anything. Questions. And then they also had uh, super Mario three 
and like of course it was all in Chinese. I couldn't read anything. Uh, but like, I just remember being taken in by like, what is this game? It's so bright and colorful and it's, and it's Mario. And, uh, I, I had no idea, uh, what it was. And then, you know, I find out within the years, like, oh yeah, this is, this is a game that's coming out here. I'm like, I've already played this game. <laughs> <laughs> that's and, then, and nobody would have like, and that would have been, you're just the kid that lies on the playground. Yeah, I would have been right. like, the hell I'm you did. I'm sure, Dave. I'm Kick his sure ass. That's... Yeah, let's get up. <laughs> I'm sure your uncle works at Nintendo, too. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So. I didn't say that. It's true. <laughs> he does, but he's not the reason I played it. Uh, <laughs> that's wild, man. That's, yeah, I just, yeah. I remember that's going to the, the, I remember going to the. favorite kid, That's outstanding. I remember going to the video store when we were kids, and the first thing, they had a wall of Mario 3. You'd walk in and there was a wall of yellow boxes. And I would always run to that wall and then look and see if any of the boxes had a cartridge behind it. And then when none did, and they never did, then I would go and pick, like, you know, Mega Man or Turtles or whatever. Uh, And then I remember getting a copy for Christmas, and it was, like, one of the best Christmases of my life to have my own copy of Mario 3. Like, this game was just religion for me. It was incredible. I I never actually owned the game myself, actually. That's... uh... Aside from like maybe I guess on uh, 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 All Stars or whatever, but I never right. actually owned the game proper. I borrowed it from friends or whatever, or rented it. And in fact, one of the first times I played the true North American version that I could actually understand, um, uh, it was right after two city buses hit my house in Brandon, Manitoba, and we were forced to like move to a hotel for like six weeks as they uh, repaired my house. Okay. Yeah. Wait, wait. So, okay. So I'm glad you brought this up. Cause I wanted to yeah. go here before we wrapped up this episode. Yeah. You, I don't remember what episode it was years yeah. ago on this show. You brought up that your house got hit by a bus and yes. we never ended up finishing this story. And someone left us a review years ago being <laughs> like, I want to know what happened to the guy whose house got hit by the bus. Yeah. So I, what the fuck? What the uh, fuck? Okay, let let me try to do cliff notes for you sure. on this story because it does tie. It, I talked about it during ice hockey. Uh, That's right. Hockey. Yes, because uh, I was, you know, it was like eight in the morning, getting ready for school, had my breakfast and all this kind of stuff. I was playing ice hockey. I was Canada, of course, taking of course. on Czechoslovakia, uh, and you know. Uh, went in, doing great, loving, loving life. I hear this crash outside, and I'm like, "What's that?" And it was like big and loud, and I was like, "Oh, I, I'm seven. I need to know what happened." <laughs> like, no perception of my well-being. And but I'm like, I'm. I remember before getting up and leaving, I'm like, I need to pause my game. I'm not. I got to make sure that this happened. I'm not going to let the Czechoslovakians win. So paused it. Uh, and, and then I start running towards the front door. Suddenly, two, uh, like the whole house starts shaking. Out of nowhere, I get thrown. My head bounces off a door frame. I'm discombobulated. I'm screaming because that's the only solution you have when you're seven. And, you know, I get out of the house. They're like, <sighs> catch my breath. Look over. Two city buses had hit each other, crushed the porch of my house, knocked the house off. The foundation, uh, you can go to the corner of the house uh, on the first floor, look down. You can see 
the corner of the house had this like gap of about like half a foot, maybe uh, th three to six inches or something like that. Uh, and you can see to the outside through the corner uh, of the house. <laughs> That's insane. Um, oh yeah. There's like a whole, the, the, the floor in the main room had like this big wave in it. Uh, uh, my, uh, my mom was uh, like having trouble sleeping. She, uh, and so she's like in a recliner in the living room, right next to the porch that was crushed. She woke up. Uh, she woke up immediately. My dad was upstairs putting on socks for the day and the whole house starts rumbling. He's like, what, what is that thunder? And he goes to the window, looks down two city buses below him. My brother was in the basement and he slept through the entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> it comes out and there's like, you know, firefighters around. <laughs> oh, What's going on God. here? <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, of, of course, as I said, I, I when I heard the buses hit uh, or hit each other outside in, in the intersection, I was like, I need to go check this out. And I was going to run towards the porch because I would look out into the street. I would see whatever. But because I paused my video game, I it took me like a couple of seconds longer to get there. And I uh, did not get crushed because it's been my experience that a seven-year-old child would not win against two buses. No. Uh, a seven-year-old so, child doesn't win against very much. Much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like eight-year-olds are enough to yeah. take me down. You know? Yeah. Eight-year-olds um, eight year olds are like, that's the sky tower of life. Yeah. Now they've reached the top of the sky tower. <laughs> now it's getting harder. Yeah. Yeah, there's no coming back. No, it's uh, over. So... Uh, you know, the house inspector after all this comes in, he's, you know, comes to the house, like the kitchen's fine. Yeah, this looks good. This looks good. Looks one, one look in the living room is like, you're not living here anymore. You're, you're gone. And so we had to live in a hotel all the way across the city uh, in Brandon, Manitoba. Uh, we had to live in, live in this like little motel. And uh, I mean, that sucked. I, I mean, the upsides were we got to take like, I got rides to school every day instead of having to walk, and I felt like a fancy boy. I got to tell a story at, like, show and tell. I'm like, I normally had nothing because we didn't have a whole lot of things, but I was just like, guess what? And it was, uh, it was wonderful. Uh, but the best part for a gamer, for a little kid like me, was that, A, we had cable, which I never had. So I got to watch the Super Mario show. And the other being... Uh, just down the street was a video game, uh, like a rental place, and I could rent Super Mario 3, and I got to play it for the, uh, you know, first time and really dig into it and play it a whole lot. So that is insane. I've just <laughs> been getting asked for years, what the hell? This dude got hit by a bus, and I was like, well, his house did. He's fine. That's why he's on the show. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. You oh, didn't my die gosh. that day. Yeah, did he's you? fine. It's oh my gosh. I forgot. I forgot that I didn't even. <laughs> I love this stupid podcast. Well, now we have closure. Now, if the show Real ends, closure. at least we got the end of the story. It's phenomenal. Um, yeah. Oh, that, that that was the long con of this whole thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Is he going to be back to tell it this time? Yeah. Yeah. Mario yeah. three is whatever. But now we know what really. Yeah. Really? Now we know. <laughs> um, all right. Well, on that note, let's wrap. We should wrap this up. We. Uh, this sure. is what I've loved this episode. Okay. We got to yeah. score this game. Uh, I'm thinking. I don't know. Like, I mean, we could go eight because there's eight lands. Is that lame? Sure, eight lands. Because, sure. like, all right, then David, out of eight, what are you going to give Super Mario Brothers three? 
Um, now, whenever I do these reviews, I always say it back then and then now, right? Yeah. Uh, back then, I think it's an eight. And I think for the game that it is, I still think it's an eight. Like, I still think it's as good as any kind of game in the platforming, like, kind of genre. Yeah. So, I... I'm I'm actually maintaining my score as opposed like a lot of other times I give two different scores. This time I'm like, no, it's it holds up. It still holds up, I believe. Yeah, I, uh, it's very, 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 very rare that I break my Super Mario World tags, and I don't think I did it the first time we reviewed Mario Three. I mm-hmm. think I have to do it this time. I think I need to give it the perfect eight. I just don't think there's anything wrong with it. I guess if I wanted to be that guy, I could be like, I'm taking away a half a point because they ripped us off in Giant Land. <laughs> but I'm not going to. It's an eight. It's no, a perfect video no. game. Mario three, dude. This is like if you were like, yo, you can you can give somebody five games that they've never played video games before. You can give them five games to try to try to make them into a gamer. Mario three is one of the games I would give somebody. Like yeah, it's that, just that's, so that's good. As good as yeah, yeah. It's especially if it's if you're looking for a variety of games and your platformer. Yeah, like that's yeah, no question. That. Yeah, you can spend a lot of time with that. So, what a perfect video game! And by some <laughs> insane chance, you listen to this podcast and you've never played Mario Three? Fucking go play Mario Three, grow up, and uh, <laughs> go play Mario Three for fuck's sakes. Um, and shit. don't you save states? Don't yeah, you save states. I will if I find out. Yeah, don't be Mark McHugh. Be be an adult. Be an adult. <laughs> be a member of society. Be serious. Yeah, be, yeah. Like, contribute to society. Beat it. Beat it fair and square. Uh, David, if people want to hear more of your, uh, your stories of almost being run over by a bus, where can they find them? Uh, well, you can actually look up, uh, my podcast that I do with my sketch group. Uh, the podcast is called quantum kickflip. It's an actual play podcast, uh, of a game called slug blaster that was designed here in Edmonton. It's this, uh, wonderful, uh, sci-fi adventure of, teens sneak into other dimensions and uh, get up into all sorts of chicanery. Um, Great and in word. fact, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And if, and of course we, we have a Patreon as well for that. If you pay for the Patreon, you can hear another one of my legendary stories where uh, I lost a llama. Uh, it doesn't matter what that is. <laughs> go, uh, go over to our Patreon, <laughs> pay for it for the one month. Hear the, the llama story. It's, it's there. And, uh, yeah, I love it. Quantum kickflip. Uh, it, you can find on, you know, all your podcast stuff. You can find us on, uh, Instagram and Twitter and all that kind of thing. Totally. There'll be a link in the description of this episode. And I know for a fact, there's quite a few members of the community that listen to yield quantum kickflip. I love saying that quantum kickflip. I like saying, yeah, it's, just, a, it's a, it's a fun name. Yeah. Rolls off the tongue. I like it. Uh, yeah. Dude, you've officially Mario'd out. I think you've done every Mario game from the NES, at least all the ones I plan on talking about now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So congratulations for finishing this thank set. You. And more importantly, thank you for uh, taking so much time out of your busy schedule to uh, sit here with me and talk about some old video games over and over again. It's always good talking to you, man. I, I, I always love doing it. It's great. Hell yeah.
that is going to do it for this week's episode. David, thank you so much for uh, giving me a call and talking Super Mario Brothers 3. And for all the times you've come by the show and talked old video games with me. And of course, to every single one of you weenies listening to this right now, whether this was your first remember the game, your 255th, some random number in between. Thank you so much for the support, for giving us a chance. I really appreciate it. Listen, if you didn't hate this, if you were like, that was not the worst show ever, maybe uh, leave us a good review. I don't know what they do. But if the good shows ask for them, I'm gonna, and uh, and they make me feel good. It's I I when I'm laying alone at night in the tub, I read your reviews and uh, a couple of candles, and uh, then I usually play Mario Three on my Switch because it's erotic. I love that game. Thank you, everybody. If you want more of these, Patreon.com/slash Remember the Game. There's hundreds of additional podcasts waiting for you, ad-free. Download them on your phone, and bada-bing, bada-boom, you're golden, uh, with up to four additional shows going live every week. Subscriptions start at two bucks. I'm on Twitch, twitch.tv slash rememberthegame, whenever I have time. I'm going to be playing some Metroid Prime on there this week, so I hope you can come by and hang out with me. And uh, I have a P.O. Box, rememberthegamepodcast.com. You can find it there. Don't send me anything big, just a little thing, just a, a, a postcard, a letter, something. Let me know where you're listening. I'll send you one back. We'll be friends. It's a cool little system, all right? That's going to do it, everybody. Uh, take it easy. I hope you all have a great week. I'll be back tomorrow with my Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom spoiler-free review for all our patrons. And then next week is a whole other slab of podcasts, including Remember the Game 256, but I don't quite know what that's going to be yet because that's two weeks from when I'm recording these words. So fuck if I know, but there will be an episode there. All right. Take it easy, everybody. I'm going to thank some patrons and get out of here. Cheers. So long. Goodbye. Remember the game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not puke up all the content. I turn out every week without all of your support. The following people are at the senior executive vice president level or higher at patreon.com slash remember the game. And as such, I am contractually obligated to thank them as quickly as possible. So a huge thank you to Sarah Flynn, Ryan Whitcomb, Big Daddy Randall, I.C. Wiener, I Thought I Told You to Trim Those Cyburns, Scissor Fist, Elephant Calves, Dil- Preston Dylan Tourette, Cody Thompson, Robinson Dick Whittles, Liquor Like Luigi, Fill Up My Mouth With Farts, Scissor, Plow King, Oh, Plow King, Buy Me Bone Storm, Matt Zeus, Bula, Gloose Cappen, Super Nintendo Chalmers, Blobby Richards, Rogers, I'm sorry, this is like my third podcast today, eat me, uh, Blobby Rogers, Devilish Saint, Brian Richmond, Sabin, Guy Who Does Things, Robbie Air, Jay Callahan, Adam Blake Still Isn't Reviewed, Mario Galaxy, Wild Card, Shoeboxers, Atrio Wormwood, Raging Irish, That One Kid Josh, Mark Sneed, E-Man Trucker, Deal Pickle Rick, Follow Snow Kiku, Tyler Bauer, It's OG, The Fiend Ryan Calton, Brandon Helmheckle, Hired Goons, Who Be Money, Mellow Yellow 8787, Robbie DLC, Benjamin Atkins, Faded Sufferance, Alex Ramo, Sour Goatface, Max Sandin, Frosty Bear, Brian Weber, Lord Longrod Von Hugendom II, Digital Dave, Because 19, Shorzy, Can't Destroy Her, Kevin Monroe, Dr. Nightmare 23, The Big Deal, Nayef E, Adam Martinet, Nick Creature, West Gen, Postman, Darth Skywalter, Solomon Soto, Mr. Papa Giorgio, Itchy Nutsuru, Lucas Valadez, It's the Bigfoot, Alex R, Ryan Perry, Ted Explosion, Tom Houlihan, Neil Cooper, Alexander Camps, Dakota Guy, Heman Demon, Works for Me, AB Kellen, Knife Goes In, Guts Come Out, Kia Pup, Brandon DeZeba, Bobby Litton, Oh My God, It Froze, Chris Lovin, Big the Cat, Zamatos, Christopher Britt, Cam Nelly 23, Quiet Place Queen, Burt Macklin, Trevor McKee, Bulma Simp, Arctic Fission, Hitchipoo, Michael Barjudina, Beef Dingleberry, Timothy Sabrinsky, John M. Watkins, On My Foot, Graham 
Kennedy, Musty Beetle, Maverick Marty, Christian Gabriel, Brian Neese, Timmy the Exuberant Turtle, Isaiah, Squeak Nut, Sleeper Hit, Colin Bollinger, The Fletchman, Nerdy Hybrid, Donnie the Dude Walter, Sam Carpenter, Drugs and Venom K, Franklin Badge, Matt Hamilton, John of the Adult Children Podcast, James Juan Francesco, Current Remember the Game Hall of Famer Mark McHugh, Max Lagroom, Them Boys on the Roof, General Fury, Cody Richardson, Nicole Aldena, Iroku Saki's Gardener, Chris Williams, Joe Stone, Jimothy, Kayach, Esteban Navarro, High Plains Drifter, Hegel Waffle, Antonio Echeverria. Oh, it's too hot today. Storm Beagle, Scary Terry, Blame the Hoagie Man, Wyatt the Surgeon Row, A Dude Named Adam, Decoy Man, Fuzzy99, Dan Fuselman, Gabe, Stud Still Smash, Sean Ramos, Evolva, Leroy Westrich, N- Nicola. I'm swallowing my saliva here. Thomas Smith, C-Spin, Beaver Boy, Laces Out Dan, Biddy, Thomas Childs, Jake Carter, Nick Amos, Eric James, Ruben Elizald, Joe the Sandman, Phil Lencher, Jacob Adams, Juris Dr. Mario, Mizuru, Steve Dalp, Jameer Williams, DBXJ, Ray Sam Wontonga, Jean, pra- Jean Rip Ram, Stephen Parnell, Elijah Burns, Chucker 22, Triple Frosty Feet 492, Chris Dickin, Ballsack, T-Bagger, Zach Shepard, Holmes, Denzalo, Super Dad Bros Podcast, Poop Q, Just a Fish, Randy Barrage, John Woodruff, Tunable Power, Daniel, Captain N, Jeff Bergeron, Zonko 504, Titan 420, Squints, Joel LeBlanc, Johnny from Virginia, Wolf Magic 21, Doogie, Andy Hudson, Wolfgang, Darren, Mercury 869, G9 PSX, Mike Maloney, Ryan Kinchin, Zane Donovan, Morgan, A Town, Nathan Tremblay, Aaron Lawson, Scott Brooks, No One Cares, Dave Thompson, Angry Ticks, Fraser Birds, Jordan, Andrew Wright, Chris Fleury, Doug Dorn, Slick Rick, Dan of DNA Gaming, Dave McGee, James Clark, The Keys, Andre Sharonic, Joe Buck, and Makeshift Mellow Magic Money. Holy fuck. It's been a lot of podcasts the last couple of days. I'm, uh, I'm done. There's your, there's your fucking thank yous. Thanks, everybody. Take it easy. Cheers.